welcome to Empowering Homeschool Conversations. Thanks for joining us on this um, very special time episode of Empowering Homeschool Conversations. We're doing a matinee today, and that's because my guest is living across the ocean, and we want to make sure that she gets some sleep tonight. Um, so, um, so I hope that you can join us. Um, and if you are watching and you have somebody else that you know of that has a child that has one of these disses we've been talking about this month, dysgraphia, dyscalculia, um, dys, um, dyslexia, I'm getting confused, um, <laughs> that um, you just share this this live episode with them as we're watching, because we want you to be part of this conversation. That's why we're live. And um, But this is a regular episode put on by SPED Homeschool. We are a nonprofit that empowers parents to homeschool children with specialized educational needs. And I also want to thank RightShot for sponsoring this episode of Empowering Homeschool Conversations. We'll hear more from them about halfway through our our interview, but I would like to introduce my special guest, Rebecca Ginger from Table Fables. Thanks for joining us today, Rebecca. Hello, lovely to meet you. Yeah. Very much yeah, I'm so glad we were able to, to get this on the schedule because um, we're going to talk today about the hidden advantages of dyslexia and dyscalculia. And I know we we usually spend most of our time on talking about the disadvantages, the struggles, the, you know, what can we do to help this, this poor child that's struggling and even into adulthood, um, these things that we, we carry with us. But, um, but thank you for, for being willing, Rebecca, to share that there is a flip side to this and there are advantages. And, um, and I know that starts with your story. And so I would love to just kick off with that to just share a little bit about um, your own, um, I guess it's dyslexia and dyscalculia that you struggled with. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, yeah, thank you. Um, I, you know, I was, you know, the sort of typical dyslexic, dys well, I didn't know I was dyscalculic when I was at school, but I did uh, learn that I was dyslexic and, you know, and struggled, you know, a lot and was in all the bottom tables or whatever. You, I went through sort of traditional schooling. Mm -hmm, so did I. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you, you, you know, you compared yourself a lot to other mm -hmm. children who didn't read and nothing really made sense. And, 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 and. I think sort of the added on to the sort of dyslexia thing, if you have dyscalculia as well, um, you know, people can say, you know, you're really bright and don't worry about being, you're not stupid. If you can't also do numbers, there's, mm. there's, no, there's nowhere else to, for you to go apart from to think you're stupid because if you can't read and you can't do numbers, what can you do at school? Right. You, That's you know, point. So, you know I, I totally did feel stupid and I, and mm. I you know, and, it's, and, and you didn't, couldn't help not comparing yourself and things mm -hmm. like that you know I was good at sports I was okay at that we didn't go to particularly sporty schools so I couldn't really show that off in any mm -hmm. way you know I was I was so you know I was good at art but again lots of people were good at art you know anyway school was a bit of rubbish and I, and I, <laughs> I spent, spent a lot of time sort of um keeping quiet was my thing mm -hmm. you want to go really extrovert or really quiet I just kept really really quiet really yeah. head down really hope the teacher didn't notice me, ask me any questions. That was my kind of default setting was down. Mm. And um, uh, it didn't, you know, and, and I, I would get really good at pretending I'd done stuff. Um, you know, uh, you had a sort of box that you had to go and fill out, you know, your sheet. Right. 
things like that. I would just totally and utterly pretend I'd done a sheet and then skip a couple of ones on and mm. not do anything. You know, it was, uh, yeah, I sort of made, hid. I'd hid a lot at school. Secondary school wasn't much better into all the bottom sets. Um, I was with all the naughty kids. I was, you know, I saw it all because I was in all those bottom sets. And, you know, they're really lovely. Mm. They were just like me. They were just absolutely struggling. We were just all struggling. Nothing made sense. I kept quiet. Some of them didn't. Right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I had a strong family background. I had a sort of mum who went, and we've come from a long line of dyslexics. And I think Mm. my dad. That's pretty typical, yeah. Yeah. So there was a sort of great tradition of not passing exams, but mm. doing well in life. So at least I had that as an example. I yeah. had, a, you know, I had a grandpa who didn't pass anything. I had a dad who didn't pass anything. And so my mum was very much like, you know, school's not the only way. You know, mm. you can make it in life. Right. You know, great. so I had that as a sort of a core belief I suppose in me mm-hmm. um anyway I went on then to become a runner I don't know if that's what you call it in America um work experience in television oh, mm-hmm. uh, um uh, you know I worked for a long time for free probably much more than other people working for free because I didn't have any confidence in myself mm. but, um but I'm a hard worker and I get on with people and I think this is where the hidden talents come in when you're not being able to write stuff down you have to uh think of inventive ways of being kind to people i think Mm. so that i could people would help me um uh, you know at university and things like that i i would you know make sure it's really nice to my flatmates they would read over my my essays to me Mm -hmm. you you know you and even when I remember starting as a runner, I would really go and talk to the people that I needed to, make sure they knew who I was, be really kind to them, do other mm. favors to them, so then they could help me in return. So I think in trying to sort of get around stuff, I sort of probably right. learned that communication skill. I probably also learned to be very, very creative. Um, you know, and there's a lots of research to say that, you know, well, this bit of your brain, as it were, that bit of your brain is maybe your English or maths, but you're growing this creative bit of your brain. You know, Mm -hmm. um, explained um, to me that it was a doctor, they said, um, if this is your left and right brain and your your knuckles, your knuckles are the the pathways between your left and your right brain. Mm Now, you'll have um, roadworks. Everybody's dyslexia or dyscalculia is slightly different. Say, I'll have a roadblock here and here, and you're trying to get the information from one side to the other. Now, you'll have a roadblock here, but that information, like say your IQ, is still pumping from one way. So it just goes down the other highways. So if these two are blocked, oh, these two come if they come massive massive super highways so my maths and english are blocked but my communication and my creative skills they're coming huge super mm. highways you've got roadblocks here but these ones are becoming huge motorways or i don't know what you call them in america super highways so that's right. a kind of really great visual so the information is still passing through from one side of the brain to the other but it, you're growing things you're absolutely mm. growing things while the other stuff is suffering slightly you're really mm-hmm. really exploring and expanding those things so that is definitely one um i think superpower i I learned communication really well i think my visual you know i loved watching Mm. kid i was constantly told off for watching too much telly i think tv (laughs) makes sense to me visual yeah Uh 
So I can absorb a lot, a lot of information. Um, you know, when I'm watching a film with other people, people are going, what's going on there? What's going on there? I'm going, well, why? I mean, you know, right. <laughs> even just one eyebrow, I totally get that. That means that he's going to murder somebody, you know, <laughs> an hour down the thing. You know, it, it's not mm-hmm. kind, of, kind of. I think you you pick up on all those cues right. and those other, other things that maybe aren't as developed in other people. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so I became a producer, director, and I won awards, and I, I had the longest-running um, shows. Um, I worked for MTV for a long time. I don't know if your older people will know. It's still going, MTV, isn't it? But um, yeah. I don't know who watches it. But, <laughs> yeah, so I, I made really long-running shows for them. And mm. so I, I did, just for parents out there, I did become very successful. So don't get disheartened. Right. Try and keep that confidence up. The only thing I would say that is the problem is uh, I was probably as successful or more successful than my colleagues. My colleagues were getting paid more than I was. Mm. I didn't have confidence to ask for pay rise. They would they would give me mm. pay rises when I was on maternity leave, you know, to try and get me back again. You know, they would suddenly go, Oh my god, she's really not being paid anything. Let me give her loads of you know pay rise. But mm. I I never asked for anything because I've never had any confidence. You know, I'm working with people who are a, you know, straight A students and mm. getting the first degrees and things like that. So it's really hard to think that you are worthy of anything. And there's another interesting statistics that 40% of um, uh, millionaires are dyslexic, uh, but 70% of prisoners are dyslexic. Wow. And you kind of go either mm-hmm. way. Yeah. You know, yeah. It really does depend on the parent and those, you know, giving that um, belief in yourself that, that you can get through the system. Um, uh, there is also statistics about, though, that dis, um, dyscalculia, um, number dyslexia, being bad with numbers actually inhibits your um, monetary earning power. You can de- tell at the age mm. of 10, you've got two children, same IQ. One is um, better at maths than the other one. They're both the same as the English, or one mm-hmm. could be worse than English. But if it's good at maths, he will go on to earn more money than the other child. So identical oh. IQ, the one that is better at maths will go on to earn more money. It doesn't really matter so much, weirdly, about um, English. Mm. It's all about maths. And the same person who is good at maths at 10 is good at maths at 16, and then is good at maths um, at university, and then goes on to earn more money. So mm. they've been doing the study for 40 years. So, wow. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really good thing. So you could definitely survive with our amazing um, dyslexic and dyscalculic brains because we will grow other bits of our brains, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But there are some disadvantages, I would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I want to just hit on a couple of things that you talked about. Um, that, you know, the the part that where we say we're, we're broken and um, it just, it won't work. We, our kids hit those blockages and um, parents in turn just think that, you know, the child is being despondent, is, um, is fighting against them. You know, that whole process of this really is not making sense. Doesn't always go through our brains and, and yet, you know, hearing your story and where you are, um, you kind of felt like you were at the bottom of the bottom. And, and 
So how, what was it specifically that your family told you because in counteracting what the school was telling you that really made a difference that was maybe some things you cycled um, through your own thinking that allowed you to push past that? Um, there are two things I, 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 I've sort of done. Um, well, I, I've sort of added on to the, the stuff is... Um, this is this is a bit more practical advice mm-hmm. rather than sort of I'll, I'll come on to the sort of family dynamics maybe but um, practical advice is I got a weekly we have this thing called the Beano it's a really funny cartoon it's a magazine it's a comic mm-hmm. and you get manuals and things it's a bit like the Simpsons okay it's funny um, it's a bit rude I mean it's not really that rude but you know it's it's, mm-hmm. it's it's funny you know and I got that every single week and that had images and words okay so it's images mm. Images and words every single week, new images, new words. So that is how I learned to read. And we still, I bought my children the same subscription, and I can't say, like, I went, my son went on from reading that comic to reading Harry Potter, you know, and that was it, it, it happens in a different way, and it's mm-hmm. not, and they don't go sort of up the progressions, they just stick on sort of the Beano, stick on the cartoons, and then one day, weirdly. If, if you because they love reading because they're loving reading this comic and that's what I did and I got the annuals just a lot and lots and lots of comics because yeah. for us dyslexic that makes sense and we can it means that we're not scared to read because oh, you, you've point. got the images so you don't have that sort of negative whoa 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 I hate mm-hmm. that and I'm still a massive reader now you know I'm probably mm-hmm. more proliferant reader than my other friends who aren't dyslexic but I've always had a love of reading because I was given that opportunity just to, to do cartoons and it wasn't deemed like a bad thing and I wasn't right. kind of, you know, constant thing. So that is one definite thing that I did. Um, for my own children, I um, we were sort of working through those issues, the dyslexia, it was the dyscalculia bit that I just couldn't figure out, which is mm. why I brought up this um, table fables. Yeah. Um, but that, um, how I eventually I think I figured it out myself really um I got to I taught myself stories to remember stuff at school I Hmm. had to remember everything via a story so when I was doing my history or um uh, politics or whatever I would make up stories I would do acronyms they're called acronyms Mm -hmm. where write down all the points you take the first letter um of those points so it's a for um apple and then um c d okay so i would go and i'd make it slightly funny and a bit rude so i would go um anna can't dance or something like that yeah i'd make mm-hmm. up a little poem so mm-hmm. this was really complicated and it doesn't anyway but that's how and i would have these long poems but they would all unlock learning so anna standing for a would be ah. the um uh, the atom bomb that fell on hiroshima or something like mm-hmm. that okay and the c would be china in 1965 did blah 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 mm-hmm. so all of them would represent something and all i had to do was remember those poems and they would unlock learning for me so that's wow. sort of those are two really practical things mm-hmm. that, that we did as a family and then as i say my children were failing at maths which i've always always struggled with myself and so that's when i sort of used those skills i used the images and mm-hmm. i used stories and i combined them with maths 
And then that took all the anxiety out. Um, I've just been to, I think you have to, I've been to a conference about dyscalculia and the, the, the statistics about mass anxiety and number dyslexia are mm. kind of scary. You know, it's wow. like nearly half the class have either anxiety or dyscalculia uh, mm. and it's just not been addressed. It's, um, they're yeah. still teaching maths in the same way that they did like 100 years ago. Right. It all is is rote learning and all it is is rote learning dressed up. So you might have prettier characters and pictures dancing around the thing, but it's mm-hmm. still rote learning. You've got to learn, you know, six times seven, you know, four times five. It's just repeating, repeating. Right. And I'm saying to my kids, you know, if you have a foreigner and they don't understand you, there's no point saying it loud more loudly you know (laughs) round the corner (laughs) they do to dyslexia it's like they all they do is say it again Mm -hmm. and say it louder and or shout at it or the kid is shouting is that going you you've got to do like sign sign language you know if a foreigner Mm -hmm. doesn't understand you go yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's going to make more sense than going, it's round the corner. It's round the corner. You know, it's like, it doesn't. You know, yeah. 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 Right. I love that. And you put that into those terms because, yeah, we, we, I, I just gave a talk this last weekend on why we do what we do and how it's not really evidence based. A lot of the things we do in the school system, it's just because it makes the test taking and all the other reporting and all the political stuff that led to the way our schools are structured work. (laughs) And, um, and so, yeah, it, but it, it makes so much sense when you put it into those terms, because that communication, we, we have to communicate and communicating to a brain that things different than our brain has to be done differently. And I, I love that visual you gave us earlier about those bigger conduits for um, for creativity when when certain things are shut down and taking advantage of that, which is what you were just talking about, um, and and so that's that's so important. Um, I just want to know, let you know, if you're watching with us live, that you can be part of this conversation. You can put in your comments and questions in the feed, whether you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Periscope, um, and we'd we'd love to include you in this as well. And um, so last questions yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um but but yeah so you know in helping kids to know that what they are producing is worthwhile and working at their own pace to learn things and their own way to learn things is there anything that you have to share with our audience about helping kids grasp that that worthiness when the typical education methodologies tell them they're not yeah yeah I think I think I've learned something weirdly I'm just trying to think what my mum did and I don't I think it was just you know it was just going don't worry about um exams and you know things like that she, she really made us work hard you know you know there was not you know, I'm not saying that she, you know, it's the laziness thing. You know, we emptied, you know, we we washed, we didn't actually have a dishwasher. You know, we washed up every night. We hung up the washing. You know, she always, always made us work really hard. But she always said, don't worry about exams. Not everybody goes down that route. There are other mm-hmm. routes. I think so. She really did make that clear. She said there are other ways to the yeah. top. Okay. So don't don't get disheartened it's really hard to sort of rally against I mean thank god she did say that but you know it 
it's really hard as a child to sort of mm. believe that or rally yeah. against that or, you know, and even, you know, it is true that, you know, like my dad had a secretary and my granddad had a secretary. I don't know. I've never had a secretary. They <laughs> dictate stuff. I've had to write emails. So I do mm-hmm. think we have to, you have to be given those practical, practical skills mm-hmm. um, of writing. So I don't think ignore that or, 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 or let children not do that. I don't mm-hmm. think that's great. Um, but I think it's constantly encouraging them, constantly pointing out the, you know, how they're improving, looking back about where they've come mm-hmm. from, maybe mm-hmm. is good. Good one. The other thing that somebody, um, you know, in my adult life has told me, which I really took at her granny said to her, You can be whatever you want to be. Okay. Mm. You can come over or any hurdles you ever want to do. I mean, you know, if, if any hurdles that are set in your way, you can get over them. Okay. And I think that's really helped me setting up a business as well. It's like, mm. don't worry, kids. Just tell your kids it's okay. You can be whatever you want to be. Even if you want to be an astronaut, if that's what you really want to be, you will find the ways, the routes around it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and even if you don't get to be an astronaut, but you will be able to put astronauts into space, you know, if your eyes, you know, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, colorblind or something, so you can't actually make an astronaut. Mm-hmm. But, but just, I think, empowering your children with that knowledge that they can be whoever they want to be. I totally believe that. And you will find the solutions. If you set yourself a goal and you'll find your way around it. And if you just keep, you know, telling children that, I think that's really, really important. Um, Yeah. yeah, I think that was what I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. And so when, I know you also shared like in your career that there were points where your self-confidence was still really low. And, and I, I've heard lately that a lot of the trauma that we experience through education, like just our, our struggles can almost appear like PTSD in later life because we are so traumatized by those failures and that consistent failure. Is there anything you've learned in your you know adult life in navigating that? Um, yeah, I, I definitely can agree with you on that. I think teaching myself the times tables, I know that sounds really silly. Um, that mm. will be more for the um, uh, dyscalculic. Um, I think if you've got both, I think that really does provide trauma. But when I taught myself the times tables um, through our um, storytelling technique, I felt I felt intelligent. I felt mm. this thing that I could never ever do. I could probably learn them for a test and then instantly forget them. Right. But, but um, and I couldn't really do dividing at all. Just there was no way. So when I when I taught myself that, I I was like going oh. I'm not stupid. It was just how the information was presented to me. Mm. That to me was so like, I can't tell you adults if you're out there. I mean, our technique is aimed at children, but if you can do that, I promise you it literally unlocks something. It maybe connects some neural pathways that weren't Mm -hmm. there. It also, it it, it retells a story that, you know, in school that you could never do something and Mm. you go, wait a minute, I can do that just present it in a different way. And then, yeah. And then I, I, yeah, I I can move forward. So it's, it's crushing those lies that you've allowed yourself to believe that the world has been telling you and saying, no, that's not the way it is. I love that. Yeah. 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 So do, do just, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty hard. It is very hard. I have read a lot of self-help books as well about, you know, 
stopping the negative chat in your head and, mm-hmm. and things like that. That really does help. I would say learning the times tables was a massive one because, yeah, it, it, it proved to myself that I'm not mm. stupid. And um, that was a light bulb moment. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to dive into some questions on math, but I'm going to take a, a quick um, time for our sponsor. And then we come back. I'm going to, Ginger and I are going to dive, or Rebecca and I are going to, I'm reading your last name instead of your first name. <laughs> yes. Um, that we're going to just, we're going to dive into a lot more math questions, dyscalculia to types of things, um, which I know is something we haven't addressed yet this month as we've been covering all of these disabilities. Um, so I, I definitely want to make time for that. And she has some really creative, um, uh, insightful things to share with us. So you'll want to stick around and and pop in your questions too while I'm doing the sponsor spot and as we're, we're um, transferring over to that so that uh, we can we can address issues that you have going on at home with, with your own kids and um, get some insight into those too. So I'll see you in a second, Rebecca, and um, we're going to learn a little bit more from, from our sponsors at um, Right Shop. So let me pull that information up. But um, Right Shop wants you to know, um, or they're going to want to ask you, um, how are homeschool writing lessons going for you lately? Are there tears of frustration or long minutes staring at a blank piece of paper because I don't know what to write about? That's pretty common. (laughs) Well, finally, there's a solution, Right Shop Curriculum. Right Shop understands the challenges of children writing. Right Shop has options for kindergarten all the way through high school. With engaging step-by-step lessons, Right Shop gives students the necessary building blocks of the writing process so there's zero zero frustration. And Right Shop not only teaches kids how to write, it shows you how to teach. You'll learn to guide them through the writing process and inspire even the most reluctant writers. Parents rave about the results. Sherry from Florida says, I'm so pleased with Right Shop. My eighth grader, who has was lukewarm about writing and really didn't write so well, is blossoming. Haley in California says, thank you very much for creating Right Shop. It's been a pleasure to teach this curriculum and the results are phenomenal. Our son went from hating writing to asking for more. You can visit writeshop.com to take the placement test and find out which level best suits your child, tween or teen. With Right Shop, teaching writing has never been easier. So thank you, Right Shop, for sponsoring again this episode of Empowering Homeschool Conversations. We um, just are very thankful for, for that, that you are funding this so that we can continue sharing and empowering families to homeschool their struggling learners. And I'm going to have Rebecca back. And um, I, I just want you to know how much I thoroughly enjoyed everything you shared in this first half an hour with us because um, it, it just, it makes parents feel like their kids aren't alone. Um, and uh, it also empowers us to, to know that there's, there's more beyond the struggle. And so thanks for being open with us and talking about your own struggles and just some of the things that you have found that have really helped in your journey. I'm very happy to share stuff and encourage and to, uh, you know, contact me, parents, if you do need to ask anything, but, you know, I'm I'm always here. Yeah, well, and I'm going to put up your your website. It's tablefables.net. And so if you're listening to the podcast, that will help you because we also turn this into a podcast. And um, so... 
it's great to have the video, but, and if, um, and if we do end up sharing some stuff video wise, and if you're listening to the podcast, just know you can always pop over to the Sped Homeschool YouTube channel, or you can check out um, Rebecca's website too. You do have some cute little videos. And I, I love, and I looked at your website, um, you, you talked about learn funny. And it, it funny just activates that part of our brain that helps us learn, um, doesn't it? And yeah. Well, I, as I was saying, I was at this, I mean, I, I know all these statistics already, but just because I was at a conference the other day on um, dyscalculia that, um, you know, that that anxiety around numbers and math, mm. um, it kind of kicks in really early. They, the, the researchers were really surprised and I was a bit like, mm. well, if you're a kid that's gone through it, I wasn't surprised at all. But it's like four <laughs> years old. Maths wow. anxiety kicks in at four, which is just, mm. you know, it, it's just kind of staggering. It's just like... Yeah. Why is any four-year-old uh, feeling anxious? And the way around anxiety is humor. You cannot feel anxious if you're if you're laughing. Mm-hmm. And we're really passionate about. I mean, I love games um, anyway. I, I, I play. I make all my friends play when they come over for dinner. I make my kids play them. I just, I, you know, I'm like. In trying to get adults, I think maybe this is why I'm I'm really good at you know promoting PR is mm-hmm. trying to get adults to play games. It can, can be tricky, you know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I to do and I If you have any hints or tips, let me know because we're having a game night at our house tomorrow night with a bunch of adults. <laughs> my my biggest one, I say, if you're not laughing in five minutes, we'll scrap the game. I mm. I, I want to scrap the game in five minutes if we're not laughing, but pretty much guaranteed mm. within five minutes playing a game I mean you know it's probably the right game obviously but you're, right. you're, you're laughing okay and anyway the, the bigger thing about laughter is it just reduces all that stress okay mm. all of that anxiety that the yeah. resistance the children feel to anything if they're laughing they're not going to be resistant to it and if mm. techniques all about cartoons if they're watching cartoons you know what kid doesn't like watching cartoons funny right. things it's fine. You've got them in. Then they don't. They don't even realise they're learning. That's what I think. Mm. Just trying to make sure that they don't really think they're learning. And then you know. And then and then then the information absorbs in. And we we have a lot of. Um, uh, you know, I've got I've got three kids myself, and I've I've got a lot of reluctant friends who never want to play games. So I'm really good at sort of putting up. Um, we we have a lot of um, rewards. Um, either it's um, in-house um, money that you earn. So they, for every times table, they they um, get correct. They earn dollars. Table fables dollars. Every uh, incorrect answer, we take dollars away from them. They can then go off and spend them in our in-house shop. Um, we've also got monetary rewards. We make the subscriptions more expensive, and then we give families money back once they've completed um, a multiplication um, task. We found if we made the subscriptions cheaper, families would buy it, but then just wouldn't use it. Exactly. Uh, and then we just give it to uh, them or us because they wouldn't then go and talk about us. Right. So we made it more expensive. Okay, so parents are going, oh my God, I don't want to pay that much. You mm-hmm. better, Jimmy, you better get on table favor so they get on it we take them through an automatic program and then we give them the money back whether that family gives the Mm. money to the child or whether they um spend it on other educational products or whether Mm. they just keep it in their family budget it doesn't matter but it's just it's just a prompt it's just it gives a family another way and go right let's earn this money back for our Mm. family or for the child or however each um family wants to do it and we've always got competitions because i say Mm. i like it 
We're always giving away, we give away an extra $25 and a toy giraffe at the moment if you can complete them. It's like um, it's like streaks. I don't know if you know that in TikTok, mm-hmm. you have so many streaks. If you go on every single day for 17 days, if you, oh, press okay. yeah. mm-hmm. if you do that, we give you $25 um, uh, and we send you a toy giraffe. So we've mm-hmm. always got games and things to keep children playing, excited, happy yeah. and anxiety down. Right. Um, yeah, which is the big thing, which is what I was saying about that Beano um, subscription, about the reading and the cartoons. Um, mm-hmm. Parents often think, oh, no, it's not educational enough and it's not, um, you know, good enough. Yeah. Or they're not mm-hmm. progressing as fast as other children. But mm. they are reading and they are learning and they're, yes. and they're, they're understanding. So if you're just reading something, mm-hmm. you won't um, understand the definition of, say, desperate. Okay, but if you've got a cartoon mm-hmm. with the word desperate you then go oh yeah I get what desperate means you mm-hmm. may not still be able to read it out you you, you know you'll just see it and but you'll see what that word means and then mm-hmm. it'll be repeated again and you'll go oh yeah desperate you know and then finally you'll be able to say it and then right. you'll, and then you and then you absorb the meaning of it mm-hmm. Whereas book, unless you you ask somebody or you look up in a dictionary and I've yeah. never a child that looked up in a dictionary yet <laughs> Unless you ask what that what that word means, mm-hmm. you know, what does um, I don't know? Can you give me a word? What does um, inconsequential? That's mm. a good. Word. Okay. It's, it's inconsequential. You know uh, that punishment was inconsequential, and you've got a kid running out of a class, not paying any hide nor hear of the the teacher. Then you will you may not understand at the first go of inconsequential. You may not understand it, but soon enough mm. you will. So yeah. you know that's. Um, that's what I'm always like fun things just because they're fun does not mean that they're not educational and right. I, you, home educators know that you're brilliant at that you you know that in, in spade loads so I probably don't need to tell you that but oh there's a lot of stuffy home educators so <laughs> be remem- reminded of it um, it, it's a good fun, reminder fun mm-hmm. learning it really really does you know uh, you yeah know. Yeah, we have a viewer who said that she goes, and this is pertaining to our our, or our conversation on the first half of the hour, was she said, I homeschool, so I tell all my kids with learning disabilities that if they want to do it, they can. I was told that my learning disability would hold me back and I'd not be able to do what my peers can. And same same thing. And I think that's a, an ongoing mantra that unfortunately children and adults the same here because they just don't think the same way. And yeah, I think, I think, you know, setting up a business um, was really hard. Um, you know, when you set up a business, you don't, I'm, I'm sure you, you're doing your podcasting. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, you don't know anything when you first set stuff up and it's only through um, mistakes. I always go on about <laughs> mistakes are amazing. You always learn, but I only learned that when I was when I was 40 I mean I say this to my children my, my children go oh yeah the teacher always tells that in us now so I'm glad it is getting into the education space mm-hmm. but mistakes really really are amazing and you learn so much um by you know failing and then you go oh yeah, that's yeah. really <laughs> stupid that was what did I do that for but then you go oh no I learned something mm-hmm. um, from that and and I, I, as I say, yes, yeah, setting that goal and just going, yeah, that's mm-hmm. where I want to go. That 
I, I'm going to hit these failures. You know, successful mm-hmm. people fail more than anybody else. You know, if they yeah. fail, we go, oh, well, never mind, brush it off. Let's try mm-hmm. again. Fail, brush it off. Fail, brush it off. It's a exactly. just continual failure, which, mm-hmm. so, you know, do, do, you know, Tell, I mean, I would say tell all these kids that are failing, going, oh, brilliant, that's an extra badge you've got there. You've got another extra failure badge. You know, uh-huh. it should be not like girl guides or whatever. You don't collect badges for successes. You should be collect badges of failure, uh, as long as you don't repeat the failure. Right. <laughs> Learn from it and go right. on. Learn, yeah. move on. Um, but but yeah. just being able to laugh at yourself. I mean, back to that humor that you were talking about earlier and looking at our failures as those stepping stones, but also just saying, yeah, yeah, I, I screwed up. I mean, I went for the longest time having misspelled uh, the, the heading on this broadcast. And I, I was looked at it. And I was like, there's an eye missing. <laughs> I just had to laugh. I was like, okay, well, lesson learned. I think I need to use spell check next time. <laughs> but just, yeah, you learn and, and yeah, you grow from it. And yeah, and and those mistakes are good, as you say, that, that, that you know, they are. And, and yeah, laughter is, is brilliant. I, I always say that, um, you know, it's sort of, you know, your, your mistakes are great stories. You can go, yes. and you, go you know, so even if it all really messes up, it's a really funny story. Um, but you've got to tell your friends. So that's always good to collect. collect. I've got a lot of funny stories. Or <laughs> <laughs> slash failures. One of the two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll just, we'll just consider them encouraging stories. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Well, you know, to, to start out our topic on math, why is it you think that so many children do struggle with maths? Uh, personally, I think um, I think the, the research is sort of uh, is not quite there yet. But I, you mm. know, I think it's literally just the way it's taught. Mm. Uh, why would anybody like that? You know, I just, I can't. There's understand. a very small fraction of people that like it that way. <laughs> I just what is fun about maths education? I, I can't, mm. can't understand. You know, you may you know the rhymes when you first you know one two three four five once I caught it. You know that's yeah. fun. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, some songs. I mean, I, I personally can't learn ly- lyrics and very bad at lyrics, so I could never learn my notifications through lyrics. I don't know mm. any. You know, Beyonce is good at lyrics, or you know, I don't know whoever's singers are good at lyrics, but I don't know anybody else that can ever mm-hmm. remember lyrics. So I don't think that's a brilliant way. But um, I just seriously think that um, mass education is taught the same way it was taught 100, 200 years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't, don't just don't think it's changed. I think they've dressed it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, they've added a few more nice graphics, but um, fundamentally, I don't think that's why we. I mean, we, you know, ours is based on what's called new, new, never say this word, mnemonic system. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. It's, basically the peg system of memory if you you hold something onto it so each of our numbers are, are, are characters so you've got seven boomerang eight is a snowman three mm. is a mouse, the tail so we've all got characters the same characters they don't change and mm-hmm. they interact um together to create a story and it's that story we can all remember stories you know mm-hmm. uh, the bible is a story for a reason because it's not just a list of commands going you've got to right. do this 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 mm-hmm. you can't remember boring yeah. you know you right. put it into a story then it's easier to remember okay you know right. all information that they've 
that, that has been passed down from generation to generation. It's all been passed down in story format. Mm-hmm. It's just easier to remember rather right. than... Well, this. we're wired for relationships. And that yeah. story kind of digs into that part of our brain where that relationship, it, it becomes more than just a fact. It becomes something that's living and breathing. And so that yeah, makes I a do, lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, I do remember, this is slightly going off topic, but still, um, I'm just saying that, you know, animals do do it too. I mean, I remember uh, we're doing this study about bees. They don't talk, but they communicate with each other. So mm. they pollen over there they come back to them they do a little dance actually they go wiggle wiggle uh things left wiggle 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 up wiggle 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 right left whatever it is okay so they'll come back and tell a little dance or story to the other bee and the other bee will go oh yeah i've got that and off off they Uh go it's the same thing we i think we just miss i think when we start writing stuff down um we missed a trick with maths we just went yeah there's numbers remember them just remember yeah. them. You, know, you just mm-hmm. remember them. Um, whereas most other things are stories or, you know, are put into sort of more fun things. And for some reason, maths just got completely missed. And yeah. it just, it, it also with maths is it, you're right or wrong. You're right or wrong from a very young age. Yeah. Uh, we call them number bonds in England, but you call them, I think, number families like seven and mm-hmm. three, right. six and four, eight and two. My children, you know, I told them the multiplications and then I registered. They, they still didn't have the number of families um, sorted. Mm. Okay, and, and my daughter would go six and eight, mum, six and eight. And I'd go, oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, you know, you, you do have multiplications, but you couldn't do her number bonds. So then we invented the technique how to do number bonds. And again, mm. it's just stories. You put two characters together. They can remember the snowman. They can remember the swan. They used to together. They never forget them. It literally mm. teach them for five days for five minutes a day not even a whole uh-huh. day it's literally right. five oh yeah and then they remember it and they never ever forget it we've also mm. got uh, about time learn to tell the time basically i'm sorting out all my own childhood issues um time <laughs> my mum got me this watch that had one half was blue one half was red um for <laughs> past and two um I, I was like going oh my goodness i can't remember which is the past side and which is the two side i couldn't remember which was blue or red anyway mm. we've the technique we've got poos excuse everybody I'm, i've got the humor of a seven-year-old girl <laughs> or boy um we've got poos on one side poo is past past begins with a per, poo begins with a per, and we've got toilets on the other side they're all talking they're all animated we've got toilets on the other side um tea begins with a uh, uh, t- uh toilet begins with two T and two begins with a T. So it just instantly, oh, children yeah. get confused. They never get confused. They know which is the poo side. They know which is the toilet side. Done. Okay. Mm. And then the rest of it is learning to, you know, do the time is really easy. It's like, right. I think, I think because I've got that brain mm-hmm. and I, I think it's like you, you should always actually go to somebody like a, uh, my friend was trying to teach us to sing the other day and she's really finds it really easy. And I, and I was asking her lots of questions and she's going, well, it just is. That's what it is. And I was going, well, why is it? I, mm-hmm. I It's not is. It's, it's not natural for me. So mm-hmm. explain it. But if somebody like a bit like math teachers, if somebody's really good at it and they find it easy and then they just explain it how they learned it. And it makes right. it. And so, it's like, they just like naturally did yeah. it and yeah, it doesn't just, make any sense when you yeah. don't naturally yeah. get it. I um, think everybody should actually, you should take the people who are really rubbish <laughs> something, they have to figure out form and then they should teach it to others. They should people. teach it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I was the same way with my autism and trying to ask 
yeah. my mom, how do I make friends? Oh, you just do. I'm like, uh, that doesn't make sense here. <laughs> I don't just do that. <laughs> but, you know, listening to enough resources, I now know how to make friends. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, that's, that's the same thing. It's like, you know, non-autistic people trying to take autistic people. I'm like, why is that? Let's get an autistic person to teach the autistic person because they know, right. you know, and it's like, and I think the same with the maths. It's like, get mm-hmm. someone who's rubbish like me. I was rubbish at maths, but I figured it out and I'm continuing right. to figure it out. And so then I can package it into something that people understand mm-hmm. because I don't just go, yeah, that made sense because I know it didn't make sense. I'm just right. going, yeah. Let's package it into something that does make sense. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and also testing, continually, continually testing um, yeah. uh, and repeating that information uh, mm-hmm. back as well. So do you find that people are much more permissive of math struggles versus radiant struggles? And yes, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you, we all know this, you know, somebody will say, oh, I'm rubbish at math. You know, and you would never say, I, I, I can't read, you know, mm. you just wouldn't say it. Okay. Because and for some reason, there's a, there's a, there's a um, disconnect with this, but well, right. dyscalculic research is just 30 years behind or mass anxiety. It's literally 30 mm. years behind. So it, hopefully in 30 years in the future, people won't say that and say, look, I'm dyscalculic. I struggle a bit, but I can mm-hmm. still do numbers. Whereas at the moment they just go, I can't do maths, and that's mm. it. And they are writing off so much of life. You know, we have right. to pay rent, we have to pay mortgages. They're all in 12-month sections. You get paid, you've got to pay your taxes. You know, there is so much that is numbers. Pretty much mm-hmm. half our life is numbers. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's really, you know, I, I find it just, you know, shocking that we can all just go, yeah, I'm rubbish at maths when... Right. So what, what can a parent do then instead of, you know, just kind of giving into, well, yeah, you're just bad at math, um, to encourage instead of just agreeing that, yes, you struggle. And I guess that's where you're at. Um, I mean, I think I did this thing with the brains. Okay, this is your, so that's your um, number brain at the moment. Okay. And it's, um, you know, uh, um, it's not that you got your fixed mindset and your growth mindset. I'm sure mm-hmm. yeah. everyone's mm-hmm. heard that. So don't I think but when we were growing up I think there was very much a fixed mindset you're rubbish at maths you're always going to be rubbish at maths and we, mm. we know that that is so not true okay your this is your mass brain at the beginning you can grow it and grow it and grow it and grow it so your mass brains becomes like this okay it mm. may it may grow that brain at a, at a slower rate than your friend over here but you will grow it mm. and never ever think that you're not going to grow it and that you're not going to be able to do math because you definitely, definitely can. The same with dyslexia. Right. Your brain might be like this. Sorry, I'm trying to hold my hand in the right direction. Your dyslexic brain might be like that, but you will be able to grow it, grow it, grow it. Again, it will be slower, but you will be able to grow it into mm. something that is much bigger. And finding those um, those ways round it and um right. ne- never giving up and and never and you will find amazing things along the way mm-hmm. you know all those sort of blocks that you hit you will find amazing ways to do it but if you can make it fun i don't know you know i i think cartoons uh, you know either mm-hmm. visually in a book um mm-hmm. really really good for the dyslexic um i would say i don't think there's anything else out there like us 
There are books out there that something's got very similar name to us. It's not the same. I don't think it was done by somebody who is um, dyscalculic. It's very complicated. There are different mm. characters for all the different numbers and each multiplication, oh, and right. each multiplication has a different story. To me, that's not mm. the same. You know, you the same cartoon for eight times seven is seven times eight the same cartoon for four times three is three times four it's the same cartoon okay mm-hmm. um why would you think because it's the same number it's the same characters so right. we i've really had to simplify everything and i think this is so if you've got a child that is dyslexic and dyscalculic i really have to simplify everything so mm-hmm. it, so i can understand it okay i get rid of all the dross because it's just like oh my god you know, it, I was talking about this with other people, like going into meetings and people would just go on and on and on. I'm going, what you could have just said, I can say in five minutes. Okay, please get to the point and move on. I've got far right. too many things to do. Just get to the point, move on. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. That, don't, so, don't, it will grow. Yeah. So as parents are looking at, you know, math um, programs and, and different things to use to help their kids. I, I know um, definitely want you to talk about your your um, product, Table Fables. Um, I know we also have a question from a viewer asking about um, the Waldorf education system for uh, math curriculum. <clears throat> what what works, what, what doesn't, when specifically we're dealing with a student who has um, dyscalculia and use, to use that creative part of the brain like you were talking about? I do think it's, um, I think I have looked at the Waldorf system. I can't, I can't remember off, um, uh, off my heart at the moment, but I think I remember it and then dismissing it and going, oh my God, no, mm. no. It's, it, it was, I think it's too boring is, is what I thought. <laughs> um, and, and a lot of it written down and things. I mean, not that right. And we've got worksheets and everything as well. Right. But um, I think the biggest thing for anyone who's just calculated is, is this peg system of memory. Give them a mm. peg give them a hook to remember stuff. As I say, I could remember my multiplications for a test that next day. So it looked like I was doing okay. You asked me the same question a week later. No idea. But if -hmm. if you've got those hooks, if you've got three mouse, seven boomerang, you know they interact, you know they make 21. Mm -hmm. You've got that cartoon in your head. It's very hard to forget images, you know, especially if they're Mm -hmm. funny. You know, Mm -hmm. so that's, you know, you know, um, there's Kumon. Do you know Kumon? There's yes, this, yeah, I've Kumon. heard of Kumon before. You know, Kumon works. It does work. I mean, rote learning absolutely works. And that's what they used to stand up in school and go six times three years, 18, you know, mm-hmm. six, you know, whatever, and rote learning. But it, it takes like six years. Right. It takes, oh, you bash uh-huh. all mm-hmm. yeah. the hammer, but, it, you know, six years going, mm-hmm. yeah. Times eight is eighteen. Six times eight is eighteen. Okay, which is, right. it, and they stopped sort of doing rote learning because it was wasting so much time in school learning and incredibly, incredibly boring. Um, mm-hmm. So, Kumon or Wardorf or things they will work. It, but it will take so much longer. Our technique works in seventeen days, five minutes a day. So, because it's funny, because it's images, it sticks. Okay, and also mm-hmm. once you've done the seventeen days, you know it, and it also lasts. It lasts mm-hmm. years. For some children, you know, normal attainers or whatever, they literally just have to watch it once, do it, done, done, mm. 17 days. And then SEN, you know, depending on what some, some dyslexics and dyscalculics also just have to watch it once and, oh. and, and done. Um, mm. But it's, yeah, it's images, it's stories. 
that's what we thrive on. That's what we love. We all but love. also you're, you're taking away what we talked about earlier on, in the broadcast was that anxiety, that, that defeat, those blockages that really reduce the confidence in the student by starting out with these types of concepts versus using one of those programs and defeating a child so much down to the point that they just say, I just can't do it anymore. Yeah. I mean, a teacher said, um, uh, gave us a lovely review. We got Trustpilot reviews and she said, um, you know, don't wait for other, other systems to fail. Just, just use table fables. I mean, she, she was a teacher and her own son was struggling and she's done them all, literally all of them. And she was just so thankful when she discovered us. Um, as I said, I think it's because I have the issue I know the solution, you know, I, I've got this high IQ. We all have, I mean, pretty much everybody has, but I've, I've gone, right. I need to solve this issue. I need to figure out how to do this. And because I've grown those other bits of my brain, um, through years of sort of failing, um, Mm -hmm. it, it, it just comes naturally to me. And also because maybe because of the TV, um, you know, I worked in that medium for years. Right. I I just, that's how I think. And that's how, Mm -hmm children like to see um you know information so i yeah I, for me it's really easy to mm-hmm. i just it's not the subjects isn't easy but how to present the information is very easy mm-hmm. uh, so that it's effective and uh, is it goes into the long term yeah it makes a lot of sense um, my middle son struggles with dyslexia and he is a video person that's everything has to be done on video and that's how we he reads and yes, the, the the graphic novels or you know just the comic comic books. He has comic books. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's this, this we... really, somebody gave me which I'd um, I'd love to. It's called it's, it's *Sapiens*. It's by Noah somebody or other. It's *Homo Sapiens* about the history of sort of humans, and it's all. Uh, it's a really thick book, and I, I read the book and I, I loved it. It's got amazing stuff. But somebody gave it a, a graphic novel, and it's incredible. So you know, mm-hmm. any any parents out there, it's called *Homo Sapiens*. Noah. Oh, I can't remember his second name. He's a, a very well known historian. Huh. Anyway, so um, yeah. yeah, I think more and more of those those types of uh, literature and um, like videos, like you're talking about, have been coming out. But but again, to be discerning about. Just, you know, like you were talking about in your program, Table Fables, just how you don't continually replace those numbers because we can be creative to the point we're confusing. Yeah. And yeah. then it's not helpful at all. And yeah. yeah. I mean, I do think, you know, I, I test, we test our um, our stuff for years before we release it. You know, we're, mm-hmm. you know, we're sort of much more of an apple. You know, we test it continually um, and teach it with children to make sure that it works and to make mm-hmm. sure it's simple enough. Um, and, and as I say, I think because I've got the dyslexic and dyscalculic brain, I have to make everything simple. Um, so I can't overcomplicate things. I think mm. if you're just dyslexic, yeah, you can still be quite complex somehow. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I you know, would love to see a research paper on that. But that, that's, right. that's my gut feeling is because I've got the two, I have to make everything very, very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, still, but also, I think um, uh, Einstein uh, said, you know, uh, if you can't explain it to a six-year-old, you don't really understand it yourself. Yes. And I think that's so true. Mm-hmm. I don't think, like I was saying in meetings, I don't think anything is that complicated. You, <laughs> people love to use complicated words to make themselves feel more important. But if they actually can't 
describe it to a six-year-old, then they don't really understand it themselves. Mm-hmm. Actually, I am re- re-evaluating that. I just think they don't know it enough or they haven't thought about it enough or right. they're, they're yeah. not distilling it down. And that's why I distill mm-hmm. everything down to it's really what is going on here and that's mm-hmm it's super super simple and so that all six-year-olds i mean we've got four-year-olds who do our our thing i would i wouldn't advise four-year-olds i think they should be going out and learning trees that's exactly get those neural pathways embedded in there through activities (laughs) i've got a brilliant slightly rude way of learning all the trees i taught my children during lockdown I'm, i'm really obsessed with trees Oh. I can identify all the trees now and I can identify wow. when all the leaves come down just by the bark. I'm not perfect. I'm, it's mm. a work in progress. But um, yeah, and I've taught my children and then they've been able to teach other children. I think that's also another thing. If, if you teach somebody and mm-hmm. they can do something else. But um, yeah, I, that's what I think younger children should be doing. And yeah, I, that will come out one day mm. soon. I've just got to make it less rude. It's a bit rude at the moment. Oh, no. <laughs> makes me laugh a lot my children are really embarrassed by me but it makes me laugh. <laughs> fortunately they remember it because it's rude but right. um, mind. Yeah. We'll, think, we'll figure that one out x-rated tree identification oh no <laughs> so yeah so let's i want to um reiterate where people can find you it's tablefables.net um yeah. and that is it specifically what does does that program cover the programs on your site cover? So we we do from number bonds. Uh, oh no, hold on, number five. No, recognizing numbers first of all. Lots mm-hmm. of children write numbers the wrong way around. So yes. they'll write two back to front, or they'll write mm-hmm. um, you know whatever. So they have to. Oh my goodness, I, yeah, I, yeah. So they write things all the wrong way around. So um, yeah, that's. Um, I've just registered. I'm sorry, me being dyslexic. I've left my dog, the dog thing, and I forgot to tell my husband to go and get the dog. Anyway, very sorry for that, but that's just another chapter in my dyslexic life. Um, uh, Yeah, so we teach um, number bonds, which is, um, or number partners, is adding two numbers together. Mm. We um, do number recognition, which way around. So from the, that's the really young ones. We teach Mm -hmm. um, learn to tell the time. We teach multiplications. Mm. We teach dividing. And then we're just about to do um, fractions, what's called farting fractions. It's a really funny grandpa farting. So yeah, that's really great that. Oh, awesome. So yeah, and I, I think one of our viewers, um, Kara Sue, would ask the previous question. This is is Table Fables Christian or secular? How deeply embedded are um she just wants to know that um I I don't know how to answer that. I mean I was a Sunday school teacher. Um I don't yes, I mean I was a Sunday school teacher. I haven't really based it around any Christian stories. Um, you know, so I don't yeah, sorry. Yeah. I, I don't mean anyway. Yeah, I mean we have a lot of Christian families who use it. So if that answers yeah. your question. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, it's it's numbers and and the stories. It's are, numbers and it's, stories, yeah. And yeah, they're funny. Yeah. So, and they're yeah. funny. It's yeah. numbers stories funny, yeah. And uh, but there is farting and uh <laughs> things in there. So I don't know if that's yeah, anyway, I don't yeah. know. But it, the children love it. The children really do love it. That's awesome. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for for sharing today, Rebecca. This has been um, just a fun conversation and um, hopefully just really encouraging for our audience. I know it was encouraging to me and, you know, having my own son that struggles in this area and 
just knowing how creative, you know, that that he is too, and the the hope that there are for for all of us that that have various struggles that we can we can move beyond them and conquer them. But just well, listen, I, I'm really happy to help teenagers. Um, mm. I'm really really happy to help teenagers with um, uh, if they need math stuff because I, I was one of those teenagers. So if they get to if you've got teenagers, please do um, email me, drop me a line. I'll really help them out. I'll give them mm. a live session. We also do free online um, classes because oh, awesome. I'm a myself. I know what it's like trying to set up a new w- website. You don't have to have a subscription. You literally can join our free lessons and um, see see the technique. We teach them a multiplication and a dividing. So we sort everything out like that. So don't... um, uh, don't think you know and you also have seven days for free so you can try it out you know then we ask for your um uh card number but don't worry it's pretty easy to cancel you just press a cancel button you know i know what it's like being a parent but um we do do the seven days for free and free lessons so you can see everything about the technique before you, you try it Great. and i can even give you a discount code for your followers um, oh, okay yeah yeah, yeah. that's awesome. why yeah, well, well, I'll I'll be talking to Rebecca about getting her stuff listed on our website because um, yeah, it definitely is one of those things that we want our continual new um, website viewers to be able to see and take advantage of. So we'll we'll definitely be be popping in and doing more with with you in the future. Um, so, but I just want to thank Right Chat for sponsoring this episode of Empowering Homeschool Conversations. Um, next week we'll be back to a regular time on um, Tuesday evening, and we're going to be talking about various ways to um, to test and and um, to help students specifically with dyslexia. If you if you need those testing results, what does that look like and how do you do that? Um, and then thank you, Right Shop, again for sponsoring this episode. And um, we'll be back again next week at um, our regular scheduled time. But um, just keep up the good work, Rebecca. Um, it's uh, it's encouraging to hear stories of triumph over over difficulties and that um, and not just triumph over them, but over and above them. And your life is definitely that. So um, it's definitely an encouraging um, way to uh, to end this broadcast. And um, yeah, well, thank you very much for having me and parents. Just keep going. I know what it's mm-hmm. like. The struggles. Um, try and make yourself laugh if that's at all possible yes. and keep the faith <laughs> exactly yes all right well we'll see you all next week and definitely check us out on spedhomeschool.com if you have any struggles that you're looking for help with with your struggling learner we're here to empower you good night everybody